Hey everybody, welcome to Shots Across the Bow, another cruise news radio program. Just what you guys need, right? Listen, this one's going to be a little different. Give me, give me some slack. Call me some slack here. You guys may have heard the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. This is going to be a little bit of an extension of that. Each week, we're going to take a couple of stories. We're going to run with them. We're going to see what we can dive into, maybe take a little bit of a... I guess different spin on them, a different approach. Uh, I, I've always said that I don't necessarily uh, consider myself the go-to, the person that you want to kind of count on for that late-breaking, up-to-date cruise news. But at the same time, I do like to keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on. And we do see a lot of stuff out there lately that is, uh, you know, we do when we don't. Let's just say it like that because I think we're all in the same boat. And, yeah, that's a pun. There's these cruise ship puns. They're all day. They're a dime a dozen. We don't have to acknowledge every single one, do we? Here we are. So I think we can, if anything, look at it like almost like a little bit of a support group. I will take a sarcastic, snarky look and kind of, I guess, like I've always have, kind of like a little bit of a smart-ass approach to covering what's out there from a new standpoint. And you know what? We can all kind of wallow in our sorrows as far as, you know, where, where we are right now and how the fact that there just still is no end in sight. We have gotten a couple of, you know, little kind of teasers. All I would say, you can only call them teasers, right? Every time you think uh, we're going to go back to shore, go back to sea, every time we think that uh, the no sale order will be halted, we get a little tease and then it's, uh, you know, seems like we're right back at square one. And right now with the change of the administration, that's exactly where we are, where we are. You see a lot of people in the groups online, you see people talking about, oh, I think my April 15th cruise, my travel agent said it's still going to go. My June 15th cruise, my travel agent said, yes, yeah, of course your travel agent says you're going to, yep, you're probably not going. You know what I mean? When you're talking about starting this, we got to look at it two ways. The first thing is just starting cruising. Well, let's back it up. Test cruises. They talked about the test cruises first. Nothing's happening until a significant amount of test cruising happens with each and every cruise line out there. They all have to do it. You know what I mean? Or at least the major ones anyway. And then once that does happen, you're going to get the first official sailing to go with real pay paying passengers with real protocols that have been put in place. Right. And when that happens, what do you think? There's going to be four or five hundred cruise ships out to sea like there normally was back prior to March in uh, 2020. No, it's going to be a when they say a phased in approach, Get ready for a phased-in approach. So it's going to be a while. You know, you may be booked on a particular sailing. The chances of that particular sailing, well, you know what? Some of them are going to go, but yours, let's call it through July, July August, October, uh, September, October, uh, into, the, into 2022. By the turn of this year, going into 2022, I don't see us being at a full resumption. So that means that, Cruise ships are selling cruises to the public that they most likely know aren't happening. So we have to see where that's going to happen. But hey, listen, we are all, like I said, we're in this together. We're going to try to get through it. We're going to try to see what happens. And in the meantime, let's kind of keep abreast of what's going on and kind of keep in touch with each other. Again, I have a podcast. It's called Always Be Booked. You can find it across any podcast platform. And, uh, you know, you could also check us out on Facebook. Always be booked cruise and travel lounge and here on YouTube. If you wouldn't mind hitting the subscribe button, giving us a like, it sure would be appreciated and it sure would help us out a lot.
But for this episode, this pilot, this premiere, this launch, dare I say, episode, uh, let's get into a couple of things. So what do we need right now? I think we're all in the same situation where we want to have something to sink our teeth into when it comes to having some hope about getting back to cruising. We haven't really seen much. We're all out here trying to see. We're checking the cruise news. What's going on with Tony? What's going on with Doug and Don and everybody out there that's giving us some cruise news? And, you know, and when is it going to come out that you're going to look on your YouTube feed and it's going to say, great news, carnival, first sailing? We haven't yet. So until then, we just power through it. That's all we can really do. So what I would say is uh, when we are looking for hope, now, Carnival Cruise Line is the biggest cruise li- cruise company out there. They have the biggest cruise line, Carnival Cruise Line, although I think Royal Caribbean might be uh, pushing that right now, if I'm not mistaken. But Carnival Cruise Line, Carnival Corporation, is the biggest cruise company that's out there. And, uh, you know, if, they, if we're going to get any type of solace or any type of hope from one human being, you know, it's going to be the guy who runs the show over there, right? Guy by the name of Arnold Donald. Arnold Donald is a smooth operator, you know, and I don't just say that kind of whimsically. I say that because he really does kind of look the part. He's, you know, he's the type of guy when you hear him talk, when you hear him speak, his the way he dresses, the way he carries himself. Dare I say, is that he he kind of like you feel like you're in good hands. You know what I mean? If there's a crisis, if there's a problem, this guy's gonna get us through it, right? So. This is the guy that we're going to go to and we're going to look to for some hope. So, Arnold, what do you got for us? Tell us there is a reason to be hopeful whatsoever. Well, the situation is that Arnold Donald did sell some company stock, uh, 62,639 shares to be exact, at a uh, whopping 21.12 per share. If you could do quick math... You know, you'll know this, but if you don't, I got it covered for you. He liquefied his assets to the tune of exactly $1,322,935. It's crazy. So he sold his stock. Now, this is not, it's just kind of like a coincidence, you might say. It's it's not anything foul play-wise, you know. A guy like that, you know, corporate entities and uh, high-level corporate VPs and CEOs, they're always picking up and letting go of stock all the time and a guy like that is just simply not going to mess around uh it's just interesting that the last time he did get rid of a bunch of stock was in mid-january and that was kind of amidst of you know being at the precipice of all this stuff happening and yes it was about to did we we did not know and i know he didn't know there is no foul play to, to to put put it on the record no, he did not. There was no foul play. But it is interesting that in mid-January, he did dump a bunch of stock. I wonder if he did pick some up when, uh, you know, it was trading below $10. I think it went under $8 at one point, right? I hope you got some stock at that point, too. Because if you did right now, like I said, it's, you know, trading up and around $20, give or take, in a day-by-day basis. So you'd be in pretty good shape. But uh, let's move on. All right, so I don't know who's giving the road tests over there at Costa. Costa Cruise Lines, a subsidiary of Carnival, as we know, the Italian, I call them Carnival Parmesan. Um, you know, wacky history, you know, some of it tragic, some of it almost tragic, uh, some of it very good. You know what I mean? It's not all bad over at Costa. But Friday morning, the Costa Smeralda, and this is a 
big, beautiful new ship, smashed into a cargo crane and absolutely wrecked one of its lifeboats. That's right. The good news is that no one was hurt, but along with the lifeboat, significant damage was done to nearby buildings and cranes. Uh, there were no guest passengers on board, just the crew. Uh, the ship expects to resume sailing on March 13th. Uh, she also remains largely intact and fully operational. The hull is fine. There, were no, there was no damage to the hull. But I did see some pictures of that lifeboat, and it was absolutely mangled. Fell into the water, got crushed. It really was a, a, a pretty... A pretty rough scene. I know what you're thinking. Costa, why do we keep crashing into things? Uh, well, I'm not making excuses, but let's remember, this is a 183,000 gross ton ship. And the truth is, is that they're kind of getting their feet wet with it. Costa, you know, they're, they're, uh, you can't make excuses, okay? You know, a lot of times, the first thing that people think about when stuff like this happens, especially when in port, is when that wind catches a hole of that facade. And, you know, it, it just... The ship is at the mercy of the wind. There's just such a, a, a big plane, a big, a big, I guess, what would you say? The facade can can absorb so much of that wind that the engines, com combined with the fact that it's in water, they really don't have a, a, a prayer. When the wind wants to do what it wants to do, it doesn't. But I, I hear in this situation, in this case, there was no wind issue. So uh, there is a full investigation going on with what happened. I'm sure there wasn't any foul play. Um, sure, it just was an honest mistake, but geez, Costa, we got to get our acts together and we got to stop crashing into things. All right, touching back on what we said before, uh, Norwegian and Carnival have both announced that they have extended their halt to cruising through the entire month of April. I wish this wasn't some sort of sick April Fool's joke. But it's not. You're hearing a lot of people saying, well, this is, comes as no surprise. And I guess really it doesn't come as a surprise. But when will it be a surprise? When is it going to come as a surprise to us? Because this continuously happens and it's just the way of the world now. We just get used to, whether it's three months or four months out, we just get used to another month being added on. It starts with a smaller, lesser known cruise line, and then it starts with another one, and then it moves on to another one, and then all of a sudden one of the big cruise lines canceled, and then the other two or three follow suit. So it just happens like that continuously, and that's always the big news, the biggest news I should say, is okay, Alaska's canceled, uh, Pacific, uh, Princess is canceled through uh, April, and then now it's Norwegian, and then boom, Carnival drops the same hammer. It's just what I was saying. Like It's just where we are. I have my good days. I have my bad days. Again, I don't want to be the whole first world problems thing. We, we all agree that there are bigger things in this world. There are bigger atrocities than us not being able to cruise. But at the same time, I want to I want to cruise. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to get back out there and kind of feel what it's like to be back at sea. But all these people, again, I just... Don't want to throw these uh, these these blind optimists. I want to kind of give them the reality check. We said what we said before about the test sailings and all that stuff. And as far as getting back to sea, it's like what are we um, what are we talking about here? I say it on my podcast all the time. We still do not have word from any port of call in the Caribbean that has come out and said yes. Send us your cruise passengers. We want them back. They're off the hook right now. They are not being, uh, I guess, forced to make a decision, A, on whether or not they'll take people in, and B, if they do, what will be the rigorous uh, 
protocols that they'll put in place, but they haven't. The minute you see, you, that'll be a thing. You'll hear, you already did hear it when Royal Caribbean said they're going to sail out of uh, Barbados. Some of the, you know, Southern Caribbean ports, you heard rumblings of them being, hold on, hold on, we didn't agree to this yet. I mean, Grand, Can Grand Cayman's the only one that's actually coming out and saying, you're not coming here for the rest of the year, forget about it. You know, but once we do authorize cruise ships to leave out of North American ports again to sail to the Caribbean, you're going to have to hear every single Caribbean destination is going to have to weigh in. A, and if they want, they want cruise passengers, or B, and B, what will be their protocols that will be put in place. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot to be done. Uh, this also pushes back the Carnival Mardi Gras scheduled debut. Its new scheduled date is May 29th. As usual, Carnival will, Carnival will offer a dollar-for-dollar dollar refund or what they are calling a generous future cruise credit option. Um, it's funny because you get you get Norwegian. You know, they everybody, all the cruise lines, when they had to cancel these cruises in the beginning, it was all about cruise with confidence, lift and shift, and you know, they all they all attached cool little names to the reasons why you should continue to book cruises with them. Now it's like the the verbiage says after Norwegian canceled through April, they just told you you could we don't know tell you talk to your travel agent about it. That's it. You know they don't have any fancy verbiage or um, big promotions. You could just tell. You know Frank Del Rio is just as frustrated as Richard Fain is just as frustrated as Arnold Donald, and you hear it sneak out as political as these guys try to be. You do hear the frustrations, you know, seep out a little bit whenever they're kind of questioned in public and especially maybe getting a question or two that they weren't expecting. They'll come out with, listen, we don't know. We don't know. We haven't heard from the CDC in six months. And then they're like, out of frustration, they'll throw that out. And then the press corps will be like, whoa, whoa, really? Well, so you're saying you don't even know what your protocols are? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Arnold Donald had that happen the other day. I don't know. It's just crazy because these continuously happens it's like fool me once shame fool you you fool me you can't get fooled again so royal caribbean group has sold one of their cruise lines that's right azamara it's a very popular luxury line will be purchased by a private equity firm named sycamore partners uh, this was an all-cash deal for $201 million. I don't know about you. Seems real cheap. You know, I'm not expecting foul. I'm not suspecting foul play or anything. The line has three ships, and my first thought is, isn't the hardware worth more than that alone? I know the new builds the, the, with all the bells and whistles, they're upwards close to a billion. I know Azamara, Azamara they're not big ships. They're not, you know a lot of uh, high-tech ships but they are very very well sh maintained ships they're in good uh, good condition so i would just think for 201 million dollars if you're going to just measure the assets of the net worth of azamara i would have thought 201 million dollars would barely even if at all cover the hardware let alone the intellectual property and the branding and all that stuff i, I was surprised i was surprised it's weird it just shows you where we are at. Um, you know, the Sycamore Partners got a great deal on this one. Plus, I don't know much about this equity firm, but uh, it sounds like they're uh, looking forward to some really cool holiday parties over the next several years. They'll probably be able to do some uh, 
fun little Christmas parties and stuff like that on the cruise ships. Royal Caribbean said that this move will allow them to give more attention to Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, Celebrity, and Silver Seas. In other words, you know, like we all say after every breakup, you know, this is a move for us. We had to do this for us. You know, we hashtag self-care, right? They, we all have to do it, whether it's a relationship, whether you're selling a cruise line, whatever it is, you have to put it on the fact that, you know what, it was just, we needed time to focus on me, right? Wasn't the fact that, you know, you needed to, why couldn't we just say it? Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, you're very successful. You're doing very well. Anybody would be very lucky to be in your position. So you can just say, hey, listen, we have to find a way to stay afloat for who knows how long. So an extra $200 million probably is gonna, probably would come in handy for us. That's all you got to say. Listen, we wanted to do this all along. That damn Azamara was getting in the way. They were distracting us. How are we supposed to uh, concentrate on Region 7 Seas with these pesky Azamara cruise ships laying around? No, you sold them. You had to. You needed the money. That's all you got to say, Royal Caribbean. No? Am I wrong? Who knows? Maybe I'm out of line. Either way, that was a couple of shots across the bow. Check out the podcast, Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast, across any platform you have, anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Check us out, the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. We're also on Facebook, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. That's more where our community, our, our, our community happens. And then we also have the Instagram, Always Be Booked. And yes, once again, if you like what you saw here, please do not hesitate to like and subscribe with the bell lit up and all that crap that everybody tells you you're supposed to do when you have YouTube. Learning, we'll figure it out. You guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks cones.